so aside from being what he is, doesn't seem all that bad. Axel lets you see what he wants you to see. I saw him once when he was angered, when he lost control. I saw his true face. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Citizen Frame. I'm Kieran, your host. Joining me is the usual misfit, Trevor. How's it going, man? All good, Kieran. And as always, um, great to be here. Yeah, we know that's a lie, but we'll still take <laughs> it anyway. Kieran Forsley, he's blackmailing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone who was blackmailed in producing the film we're about to talk about. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we, we talk horror films here a lot. And clearly we talk about their sequels. Halloween, Halloween 2. Halloween 2 was okay. I actually yeah. rather enjoyed it. It wasn't as good as the original, but it was still fun. Mm-hmm. Friday the 13th Part 2. Actually, I think it's slightly better. Uh, Scream 2. We all enjoyed it. Not as good as the first, but it still works. I think Murder on Elm Street 2 is pretty crap. <laughs> so, we just talk Salem's Lot. And Salem's Lot is a hidden... It's not a hidden gem. It's, it's just one of those films that we found... We were happy that it holds up, and we enjoy it still. Uh, and then we got Return to Salem's Lot, 1987. A uh, sequel that features the great Barlow on the cover. But guess what, folks? He's not fucking in it. <laughs> He's not fucking in it. Correct. So there's lie number one. And let me, let's get this straight. I like Larry Cohen. Yeah. So do I. And I've watched quite a few of his films. Yeah, he's satirical. He's uh, I love the stuff about about American uh, consumerism. Mm-hmm. Very very fun movie. Maniac um, Cop. Man, he wrote yes, he wrote that one. And the ambulance. Yep, it's he did. Um, it's alive was a big was a popular series he mm-hmm. did. But they all had tongue in cheek to it. Cue the winged serpent. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And he uses Michael Moriarty quite a bit. And some of his stuff. But I, I don't understand why he, he was the one to, and chose to do this film. Because he is not the right person for this choice to do this film. In fact, I'm surprised he didn't go to Toby Hooper. Yeah. Because um, he wasn't doing much um, at this point. I just... I, I like sequels when they go outside the box. They do something different. It's not just a copy and paste job. Oh, this does something different, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat my words because this does something different. <laughs> but holy shit, is it a train wreck piece of shit film? I in I have never. I let's just go. You know what? I can't. Do you got anything to add before we start this, Trevor? Yes, I do. I'm going to defend it in part. Not not. Ah, oh, come on. No, no, I'm uh, no. But you'll have to bear with me. You'll have to. You know, uh, I'm not going to defend it fully, but I I will in part defend certain aspects of it but go, but I, i'm also gonna um well we'll get to it all right let's just let's just start off with the one the one the one big shiny point of the uh, the original salem's lot i love the score you know it had that bernard mm-hmm. herman kind of you know william castle you know cheese festy kind of score to it we got this dreadful <laughs> dreadful mosaic I don't know what it is. It's a harpsichord they're using. Who knows? 
I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's even an instrument at this point. <laughs> Maybe it's they were fun. sitting there with a load of fucking saucepans or you know blowing into milk bottles or whatever. I don't know. Uh, well, that's what Kubrick I think did for The Shining. So what the yeah, hell? Well, yeah, if it works, it works. It oh doesn't appear like, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we got Michael Moriarty. He plays Joe Weber. We got uh, Doctor Van Meer. Oh, you know what? I always say this, and I'll stick by it. And you should you probably back me up on this one, Trevor, because yes. you're you're probably more of a vampire fan than I am. Mm-hmm. What the vampire industry was missing until we saw this film was a really good Nazi hunter. Played <laughs> <laughs> by the Sam Fuller, as he's you know he has many fans right across the globe for, and some very big fans, including the likes of Martin Scorsese, um, Quentin Tarantino, and stuff. I wouldn't be that familiar with his work, but I am sort of familiar a bit. He's quite an influential sort of early, sort of, well, let's say early, you know, um, post-war um, writer and director. But well, you had... He's the you, best thing about the film. Yeah, no, it's, and that's not saying much. But what they are what they what they are doing is that they're they're peppering in cast older of older veteran actors who had their already their 15 minutes um they did the same thing with salem's lot they had lou ayers and they had um uh james mason mm-hmm. this one has you know uh the gentleman you just mentioned and andrew duggan dugan i believe it is plays judge axel who's the lead vampire guy yeah sadly this is his last film he died after this mm-hmm. poor bastard <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know we're laughing, like, but yeah, he basically, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, Let's. I just have to get the what the fuck moment out of the way, which is the opening. It, with Nancy's mother from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, yeah, the worst actress in Nightmare on Elm Street, and she's still bad. Ronnie Blakely. Apart from Sam Fuller, they are all fucking awful in this film. It's, I, I know he's only a kid, but the fucking the wee boy. The son is fucking... And see the best about it. You know where he's from? Yeah, he's from here. County Antrim, Northern Ireland. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, he was play, he was, he was going to play Robin in the new Batman. He was cast as Robin in the Burton Batman, the first one. Yeah. But then Burton decided to cut the character. You know why? They saw this piece of shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, he's the most unconvincing badass I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. I wanted him dead. Oh, yeah, so much... I, you know, the funny thing is, I got a fucking shitload of notes, mm-hmm. and they're all just questions. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, there's so much inconsistencies with characters, and uh, yeah, it's a long list. And you know, my biggest faux pas, and we talked about this about Salem's Lot. I need a timeline mm-hmm. of what's going. Oh, there's no timeline here. There's this, no this editing. Is, this here. is not. Well, I was going to say it later on, but I'll say it now. This is not a sequel to the 1979 Salem's Lot. It is also not connected. In any way to the Stephen King original novel or any of the you know like Jerusalem's Lot short story, what has happened here is this is a um, a sort of horror film vampire flick, and they have slapped on the name yeah. Salem's Lot, and they have also the absolute fucking gall of them um, slapped on Kurt Barlow to the cover, and they have basically used it to elevate this film elevate the sales and the interest in it this is not a sequel to the 1979 Salem's Lot it is not connected in any way I'm shocked that Stephen King didn't go shit on this one I'm surprised yeah I'd have been fucking furious and I'm shocked Warner Brothers allowed this to happen yeah I'm shocked 
this sounds um, like that uh, this sounds like a script i don't know the, the background the, you know the details but this sounds like a script that maybe larry cohen was had lying around a vampire script and he brought it to warner brothers and warner brothers said yeah sounds good but on one condition um you change the town's name to salem's lot and we'll put it out as a sequel to the 1979 one and actually it's not cons- this was confusing it's actually called jerusalem's lot in they mentioned in the uh in the film it's jerusalem's lot but then they say it they go it's actually salem's lot too they just had to pepper that in real quick oh it's also called your salem's lot just to let you know <laughs> yes well jerusalem's lot was the original name of the town you know when the the king novel and you know all the backstory and stuff um so yes but this is not connected in any way. It's a completely separate story to the the Toby Hooper one from '79, and of course the Keen original. Let's um, uh, the beginning. <laughs> the beginning is fucking bonkers. When he, in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. You, you see Joe there, and he's he's uh he's a complete bastard. Was he an anthropologist? Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's there to watch the sacrifice of somebody of some native tribe. Very 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 cannibal holocaust. Yeah, but it's such bad. But you're a laughing. Version so, of it. <laughs> you, you think you should be going, oh, this is graphic. It's not. You're laughing. The a guy who's getting chopped up is trying not to laugh. It looks like yeah. The the set pieces and the makeup is so bad. Mm-hmm. It was like filmed in his backyard. It's <laughs> so it's, yeah. It's not the Amazon and dur- jungle. And during the sacrifice, his whatever comes, his buddy or assistant comes up to him and goes, hey, you. Your, your your son needs you. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a, okay. I guess we're leaving this part. So mm-hmm. that gets us pretty much. Is this this fucking kid is deserves to be beaten? Whoa, 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 whoa. Before that, on the boat, it's uh, basically they're setting up this character of Joe as being a sort of badass. Cold, yeah, cold and then hard they're on the boat, yeah. and this cameraman says something to him, um, mildly fucking cheeky. And he fucking says, hey, you got something in your eye? And he fucking punches him. Yeah. He's a complete and utter dick at the start of it. Yeah, But well, then it changes his character. Like it's, and but it's not a natural did, progress. Did you check out the worst toupee ever? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they had a setup that he's a badass. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's just a dick. Oh, and his son's gosh. fucking worse. Oh my god, this kid's annoying as fuck. So Ronnie Blakely's quick cameo. Yes. Uh pretty much just the kid off to him. And he goes, Okay, son, we can either go to Peru or Jerusalem's lot. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, do I pick this or Maine? Yeah. Hmm. Um so they end up going to Maine because he he is is his aunt left in the house. Yes. Clara, yeah, or something. And Clara, yeah, we'll get to them. Fucking the the, go, the, the golden girls of the, of, of, the, of the fucking Jesus. This is so bad. Uh, okay, he they go there, and they're going to fix up the house and do family bonding time. Mm-hmm. There's nobody in the fucking town. You meet this fucking uh, garage guy. Yep, they're called drones. Yes. Now, were they? Are they? Are they the people? Is that a drones? What they give birth to to watch over the town during the day? It's sort of suggested, but it's never fully developed or properly explained. Yeah, because when Joe impregnates a seventeen-year-old girl, yes, she's seventeen. Yeah, in vampire days, maybe different, but yeah, we'll vampire to, years, she's like centuries older. Or no, really, yeah, who knows? It, it's well, well, she'll be Joe's age. She's probably in his forties. 
but technically she looks it's a the most awkward love scene I, I'm so so uncomfortable yeah but she's hot you know there it is so when he impregnates her is that a drone coming out of her to protect the town don't know no I mean, my impression was it was going to be a half um, human half vampire hybrid quickest pregnancy fucking ever and that she like found out the next day yeah. and she had a bump <laughs> no I guess the morning after pill didn't work. Yeah, I mean, like it takes uh, uh, at very least weeks to, for a woman to discover. The, uh, trust me, I'm no, I'm no expert, um, you know. But uh, my understanding was it can take weeks, sometimes a months, up to months, to for a woman to discover she's pregnant. This is instant. Well, maybe that's a vampire thing. Your vampire juices. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the the, the townspeople, they're cut. They're normal. They're like the constable and all this. They're like you and I. Yeah. But they're more guardians during the day. They're human keep protectors. an eye on things. They're teams, Mason types. But I'm just trying to figure out where they came from. Don't know. <laughs> okay, so they never explain it. No, it's never properly explained. It's um, sort of suggested that they in some way breed them, uh, um, you know, specifically for these needs. Um, because they were sort of setting up Joe for this, you know, because they want them to write the vampire Bible. Um, uh, but it's never properly explained, or it doesn't go into depth. Maybe there's maybe there's a DVD um, specialization no. out there no. with bonus no. um, scenes. <laughs> Who knows? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. No way. All right, so... Is it me? And you can certainly chime in when you want yep. here, Trevor. Is it me, or is the acting in this film more dead than the actual vampires? <laughs> the acting in this film is, apart from, you know, the... Don't. There's no apart from. No, 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 no. The, the, the only one who's pretty good, because he does it, he plays it tongue-in-cheek, and I think his character is written as tongue-in-cheek, is the Nazi stroke vampire hunter, played by Sam Fuller. <laughs> he is by He's not a vampire hunter. Well, he turns into a vampire hunter. He becomes That's what I don't get. Yes. We'll get to that part, too. Yes. All of a sudden, he's a... Apart from him, who is enjoyable to watch, I'm not saying it's Oscar-winning material here, I'm I'm, I'm saying he's enjoyable to watch, and he's he's playing it for laughs, tongue-in-cheek, with a sly nod and a wink to the audience, and it's obviously written like that. Apart from him, the rest of the cast, especially the two main leads, are fucking awful. Oh, no. I know. I think they're... they're, I think the two leads, Jeremy and Joe... Mm -hmm. Give performances like something you get from Lawrence Olivier's Hamlet, <laughs> right? Compared to what we're about to get, but yeah, when the Pink Gang show up, the, the gang show up. This is this is like the goth punk type. Yeah, the oh, goth dear. punk. Oh my god, oh. this woman Sally, whatever her name is, kept Sherry. Her kept acting, screaming. her acting, pretending she's on drugs and stuff, and she's yeah, it, it is. Full on amateur are like, and they get attacked. Yeah, and then the constable, who's a drone, who's supposed to be a guardian of the vampires, tells sure. her go to the church. You'll be protected because they can't go into the church. Mm-hmm. Why did he do that? Why did he let her go? Uh, exactly. It's a, well, he he sort of like later on. He sort of whenever he's talking to Joe, he sort of he's he, he has a conscience. You can sort of explain it away as that because later on he talks to Joe and he's a, he's the son of the grandson of Judge Axel. It's explained later on, um, but he sort of feels guilty about the sort of what's going on in the town, 
So, it, but he goes, but he goes after to kill them at the end. Yeah, I know. It, it, uh, there's lots of plot holes, you know. I'm, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of trying to, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to defend it more than they defended it themselves. <laughs> Don't say there's a lot of plot holes. There's no plot here. There's a lot of holes. No, <laughs> what I would say as well, the overall general story, and this is a, a plus point, is actually very interesting. It, but it is the, the problem. The major problem with this is it's the execution is, it's bad. Yeah, uh, I, I can't believe that you think this. There's a story here. No, no, all. no. Just... just the general concept of a town of vampires hidden away, and they only come out at night, and they want their own vampire Bible and all written. That's that's that that, that that's very interesting to me, and it's it, um you know if handled correctly, it could have been something really cool and quite haunting and scary. But what we do get the the execution is clunky at best. It, um, I wish I was at an execution. I wish I was at my own execution. <laughs> now, when the gang gets it, we're introduced to this really bad rubber vampire, and it looks like sloth from Goonies. Yeah, it's like um, it's like cross between sloth from Goonies and Kurt Barlow from the original. No, it's not even close. No, but th- no, but that's what uh, it's obvious. That's what they were going for. Uh, not even I know I, I not even close guys. It's this is embarrassing. Yeah, this is I've worn, not. Yeah, it looks like a rubber mask. Yeah, that's because it is a fucking rubber mask. Yeah, I mean Barlow is these all makeup, you know, I, and this is just horrendous. There's no makeup on this. I, it's, I it's, <laughs> I've worn more convincing masks at Halloween as a kid. <laughs> Jesus, it's but that's that, that me and vampire dude. That that's Judge Axel. That's Judge Axel and his the big shoe. The big showdown at the end. Oh God! And mm-hmm. I, I do. So they end up uh, getting uh, Sherry. This long scene where she's just screaming. I want to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you kind of meet. This is where you meet Judge Axel and his wife. Mm-hmm. You meet Amanda, played by a very young Tara Reid. Yes. Um, this whole bat. This whole side story is fucking creepy. Tara Reid's. Like eleven or something. Yeah, and she's gonna marry. She wants to marry Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just before that, earlier on, there was two other kids got married. Yeah. Yes. Which is t- weird. Yeah, it's it's. It, I, I sort of get, although it's not properly fully explained. I sort of get that although they they have the bodies of children, they're actually, you know, like um, up to centuries old. You know, because they stop the aging whenever they become vampires, but it's just now, it's awkward. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. the the leaders, which is you know, is it Clara on Clara? You've got yes. the Axels, Judge Axel and the Rug Axel. Yeah, they're all in their eighties. Yes. Who wants me to become a vampire in their eighties? <laughs> well, maybe they knew that they were sort of getting on a bit, so they decided, yeah, I'll be a vampire and live forever. Yeah. I mean, you want to, you want to be a vampire when you're in your prime. The, the acting by the Judge Axel actor is pretty bad as well. And he's he's an established actor. I know A lot that. of westerns, a lot of war films. and I know that. But but he was, you know, you, you could tell he was just like, fuck, phone it in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whenever he starts, you know, shouting at um, Joe and stuff, it's very unconvincing. And it's hammy and <laughs> pantomime villain type, you know? This is this is not this is uh, this this it has it has all you know on paper 
I'm sure this looked pretty good and pretty solid. And they could have made something really good out of it. The problem is, big time, the execution. I mean, you talked about how you felt Salem's Lot was better than uh, Midnight Mass. Yeah, they, they, the, Mike, the Mike Flanagan yes. one. Um, I can't argue because they're both good. They're both solid uh-huh. efforts. But this one could would have, I think, I can't believe I'm having this conversation with you. Uh, this one actually is probably closer to midnight. Hey guys, I'm telling you now, this is the piece of shit. I'm not sticking up for it. But the idea reminds me more of the Midnight Mass. Yes, I agree. Than, um, yeah, uh, the original Sam's Lot because you deal with multiple vampires in this one. You've got the head guy. You've got the anthropologist. Here you had instead of the anthropologist, it would in the priest. Mm-hmm. They're kind of going with, and so that has more remnants, and I mean very little to. Um, well, it's a similar uh, general story. Yeah, and I think it's more because there's. I, I have cameras. no doubt on paper. This, this, <laughs> I have no doubt on paper. This this looked absolutely it looked good, and you know what? I was thinking when watching it here, me this would have made a much better novel or novella. As opposed to what we got, yeah. Because so on paper you can hide a lot of fucking stuff that was seen on the film, and you can enhance it. And if it's if it's in the proper the right hands, like uh, Stephen King, for example, you know it could have been a great novel or novella. But what this this is, yeah, it's it's it has its flaws. Let's just say. And then, Jerry. Wants to stay. Mm-hmm. These these are my kind of peeps. Yeah, and they're, fa- they're kids. So for some reason he fucks off, and Joe just like, and Joe is so easily swayed. Yeah. But then the next scene, I'm getting out of here. Next scene, I'm gonna make love to Kathy. Kathy's his old childhood sweetheart. Yes. They're both seventeen at the time. She's still seventeen. No, he was she's... fourteen at the time. That's he why was fourteen. Got rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about. Kathy and Joe. Yes. The one he's about to sleep with. Yes. Kathy, okay. Uh, uh, Kathy's 17. Yes, but he first met her when he was 14. She was like a okay. girl. And yeah, Clara so we got found, a lot of, lot of statutory rape going on. A lot of, so this is pretty much where Dirty Dancing Part 2 takes place. A lot of grooming. Yeah. A, lot of vamp, <laughs> a lot of vampire grooming going on. You know what is a really awkward and fucking cringeworthy line? Um, whenever <coughs> Joe, after Jeremy, has went off with the young vampire girl, um, the next day, Joe says to him, so, uh, you get laid last night? And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, I have that in my notes. What the fuck? It might, oh, dear, it's, yeah, it's just so awkward, you know? And then he, he ends up, you know, sucking on her chest the whole night. Uh, Joe and Kathy are going at it. Yes. It was, they're just, the most- they're in town for 10 minutes. They're already getting laid. Yeah. It- and, well, not the kid, technically, but... Yeah, he, I remember that. I remember him saying that. I have it in my notes right here. I was like, what the fuck? See, see, when Jeremy was delivering the lines, like, fuck you, dad, and you know, this, I was genuinely laughing. It is so, uh, it, it's pure flipping. It, you know what this is? This is a, a, a B movie, and it has a lot of potential cult status in that it, it's almost like so cheesy and bad, it's good. You know, no, because, no, 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 no,
I wanted to turn it off. I mean, I said I'm not gonna out to the point where this is not even worth this talking is, about. No, I think it's fun, and and, oh, and a sort of cheesy cult B movie way. I really mean that. So to because you need you need so much help and guidance, Trevor. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not saying it's a masterpiece. Far from it. You are. You're pretty much saying this is the greatest thing we've ever done. <laughs> uh, no, no. But what I'm saying is this is what I have called before on this podcast, and what I generally call good drunken films and that you get a load of mates over for a few beers and you're watching a cheesy horror flick this no i would know there's 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 playability there's replayability back in those like i come in peace we did or you guys know it as dark angel yes Dolph lundgren Mm -hmm. it's so bad it's good Mm -hmm. that's okay maniac cop this is not this is Shit, meaning I will never watch this again. But I was genuinely laughing and entertained with the cheese. See, I, I like my sort of B movie sort of nonsense. Sort is of this not, no, you it's got, almost, no, it's stop, almost stop calling this a B movie. This, this is, is a not fucking, a B. No, it's not. It this is. is an F movie. This is not even. No, B movie would be like directed video, like what you get for Nicolas Cage now. Okay, mm. that's a B movie. This is not even on the. This is. This is, <laughs> this, this doesn't get a rating. <laughs> this is off the scale. Um, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but I was genuinely... See, the, the exchanges between the kid and the dad, apart from that awkward, did you get led last night line, I was gen- Especially when the kid tries badly to be a badass, I was genuinely bust, like laughing out loud because it was so... It was so unbelievable. And so... Yeah, Sort of, uh, <laughs> oh dear, it wasn't, you know, like, fuck you, dad. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I, I think the kid should have died at the end. I had a fucking, um, I had a fucking killed him in the first minute. If he was my I, son, <laughs> I had a fucking killed him myself. Do you remember when we talked the corniness of the relationship um, in the last one? Yeah, and we let's go. The you went, you took my daughter to the lake. Oh, that's the greatest love story ever told. Compared yeah, to this. well. Well, now you got Joe and Kathy. They're going, let's go to the pond. <laughs> and they, again, she gets naked and he's rubbing all over her. Yeah. And they're, they're the most um, sort of honorotic sex scenes too. That's like fucking, it's basically soft porn, but like like really like crappy sort of 80s style soft porn. You know, not even, you don't even get the, the, the real thing. It's it, But it's, it's, oh, it's, <laughs> it's just awkward. It's, he'll be like, I'm getting out of here with my son. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the pond and make love. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, that's done. Mm-hmm. And his kid, his, his kid's running around the whole time, mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, getting ready to. Oh my god! Best scene ever. Mm-hmm. So the best scene we all know from Salem's Lot is when the kids are scraping at the window. Yes. Let me in. Let me in. You know, yes. fucking creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Well, still, I can still see it in my head. Still creeps me out yep, to this day. Stay with me. Forever, from the the seventy nine one, yeah. This one will too, because <laughs> it's a eleven year old girl in a wedding dress with some kind of red glow behind her, yeah, looking through the church in window, the church. asking asking little Jeremy to marry her. Yeah, it's it's mental. Like, um, you know what's you know what's a, a terrible scene as well, and the least you know the way it, it's a bit of a trope. For it to have creepy kids in horror film, I mean, it's a big trope. It's you know th- th- they try to do like uh, Salem's Lot meets Village of the Day. Yes, but see that scene toward, at the near the start where the two like drunk guys are out in the in the, in the woods, and there was a Jack the bottle of Jack Daniels, and they get attacked um, by the 
Ch- all the kids, children, yeah. The child vampires. Fuck, yeah. that is the, the least creepy, it, it, again, unintentional comedy. It is just, uh, and the kids are like laughing, <laughs> but it's just so corny and ropey and, yeah, this is the, not The a- problem is, that's the problem. You got Larry Cohen doing this, who's usually tongue-in-cheek. Yes. So I'm like, is but it's 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 not funny. There is some tongue-in-cheek moments, again, with the, um, the Nazi hunter character. Who, yes, I, I, the Nazi hunter brings some. Uh, I'm very. I'm, I'm being lean. I'm being. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the best character, <laughs> isn't he? and he's, he's the, most, the best actor in it. See, for a guy who was obviously in his seventies at the time, fuck, he yeah. could fairly run about. And he was jumping out windows and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he is the best thing about the film. We got to pick something. We have to pick something. Mm-hmm. He would, and then I love his line. By the way, whenever he well, we'll find out later on that he's faked the suicide. He was, and he's got the cigar. He's chopping on the cigar, and they're in the church, and they're having the showdown with Georgie Axel. And he goes, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna turn me into a blood sucker, you bastards!" And shoots himself, or pretends to. We find out later on that he's faked the suicide. Is that what happened? I thought they shot him. No, no, he pretends to shoot himself. Um, he goes, and wow. they, they're, they're they're like sort of closing in on him, and he says, "You're not." <laughs> it's a brilliant line, and it's just so so. Um, Brilliantly delivered as well. He goes, you're not going to turn me into a bloodsucker, you bastards. And he, pretend, he shoots himself and they all think he's dead. You know, there's a smoking gun. But he, he faked it, as we find out at the, at the very end. Do you, do you, for the, the 12th time, when Joe decides to try to escape again, <laughs> um, he takes Jeremy because he's kind of, he's, he's all whooped out because he's he's turning somewhat. Yeah. Or being brainwashed. Yeah. And there's a scene where he, well, he's, it's a stunt double. Mm-hmm. And he's carrying a mannequin. He's supposed <laughs> to be his kid, because <laughs> his kid. And he's and there's a and he gets down to the creek, yeah. the creek, and they start fighting in the water. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. And he beats the shit out of the guy with the rock. That's right. He kills him. Yeah, that's right. He kills and, the drone guy. But it was like so like melodramatic, over the top. Yeah, I was like, this is an action scene with the mannequin. Yeah. And oh, I, it, it, it's it's just mental. It's it's like. It was basically like if Ed Wood was still making films in the 80s, you know? <laughs> it's glorious. It's gloriously and then, cheesy and sort of... It's just I wouldn't know. You can't use cheesy in this. Cheesy's fun. Well, well, yeah, but this is fun. It, oh, this is not fun. It, no, no. Seriously. This right. is this is soul-destroying. This is the end of cinema. If you if you leave your brain at the door and roll, no! and roll with the madness... No! That's what you do with fucking... Action blockbusters. That's what you do with Duff Lundgren films. Yes, this, this is one of the you for run me. people. Do not. This is the reason why horror <laughs> gets a bum rap. Actually, see what you just said there. I'd just like to stop you there. See that line you said. That is the exact line. Um, I was. I said to myself when I was watching it. I said, "This is this stuff like this that actually gives horror a bad name." To be yes. fair, but then I found myself almost like warming to it and enjoying the unintentional oh, comedy. Me. You I, know why, Trevor? Yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, you're loony. <laughs> uh, you love this shit. You love this fucking. I have a, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, no, no, you have a hard on for Doctor Who's cheese. We all yes, know that. Yes, because, and then uh, Ed Wood and no, well, actually, I take Ed Wood over this shit. Yeah, because I like my sort of Keats sort of campy sort of tongue-in-cheek i mean whether this was originally intended to be tongue-in-cheek and certain parts of it are 
ultimately it is for me i was genuinely as i said earlier i was genuinely laughing out loud at some scenes um which were played dead straight it was just it, it, it's cult classic um now i'm not saying it's a good film um but there you know this is not a cult classic don't even i i would say co- it is oh nobody wants to see this nobody likes this film but I, you i would rather watch this in ambulance no, sorry, not Ambulance. What was that other one? Sorry, Ambulance is a good film. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up. I would rather watch this than Moonfall. Oh, yeah, they're both shit. No, no, but Moonfall is, like, it's no, not No, enjoy- no, no, no. Moonfall has, has talent behind the camera. What the you fuck? Can't- oh, oh well, stop, stop. Don't even start. You Don't even. Me. <laughs> you, for anyone listening will, will come at you for that one. Even anyone to this day will go, at least Moonfall is made by Academy Award winning filmmakers. No, this is shit. I would rather watch this than Moonfall again. Oh dear fucking! I I, this has no replay value. That's the difference between what we're to, what we what the I would watch actual entire world would say. Cheeses, it's rewatchable fun. This is not rewatchable. I would watch this again. Maybe not. Maybe not straight oh, away. Oh my! So you're giving it a pass? No, no, not well. Yes, you are. Maybe for all the wrong reasons. Maybe for. Oh dear God, man! You got you. We need. <laughs> we need you. No, I'm not. This is me being serious. Anybody listening to our podcast. Anybody who's a therapist <laughs> who could give Trevor some help and guidance to see the light. I, you know, uh, I, <laughs> I must admit I was entertained watching it, uh, uh, but for but not for the reasons that the original the, the film originally set out to do. This let's jump. Let's just get to the ending here. Um, so we got Doctor Mir. The the he's not now, guys. No release to not, Mir. He's not. He's not a vampire hunter. He's a Nazi hunter. <laughs> he's going after one of the vampires in this town because he's obviously of age because he doesn't age. So he was obviously probably in Auschwitz or somewhere like that. So he's going oh, to kill yes, him. The, the Nazi hunter. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. And then he t- and then Joe says, "No, there's vampires here." He's like, "All right, cool." <laughs> so he's all of a sudden knows everything about vampires. <laughs> he's basically. He, he was basically like. He's basically Van Hel- a version of Van Helsing for a Larry Cohen film. Yes, yes, exactly. You're spot on there. And and then they got the, the charter bus scene. Oh, my yes. God. Mm-hmm. They divert they, they this charter bus full of these dumb bastards. <laughs> and, and, and he goes, sorry, folks. We have a little bit of an emergency. Do not, no need to worry here. Just come on out. Yeah. They all come out and they all get uh, this horrible attack scene. Which, oh, my God. This is bad. Mm-hmm. I thought they were drinking the cow's blood, not trying to kill people. Well, that was a cover for that. Um, well, I think they drank the. I know that was another fucking batshit. Well, but thing about the the um, cow's blood. But yes, uh, um, the, the way I took it, it was basically they were drinking cow's blood sometimes, but and drinking human blood a lot more than they were letting on. Okay, so they were just doing that as a joke, just to throw him off. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to make themselves out to be more noble. Than, okay. than they okay. actually were, you know, because they killed, you know, the punk girl, the terrible actor. Yes. Oh, and I was sort of, to be fair, I was sort of glad of that, you know. Yeah, thank God. And, and that's when, and that's when, actors as well. that, and that's when Axel's wife goes, I, my husband says I have a drinking problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the humor doesn't even work. It's badly edited as well, I have to say this film. Yeah, well, according to you, it's a fucking masterpiece, <laughs> so, uh, and also, that's fine. And also, there's, there's like you know, the, the, there's just these mad fucking character moments where, uh, as you said, 
you know, all of a sudden, um, you know, the Nazi hunter is just told that vampires are a real thing, and he's like, okay, then, dead on. But even at the start with Joe, it's like they just tell him there's vampires, and I said, okay, yeah, that's fine, cool, you know, <laughs> I'll write your Bible. Well, here's the funny thing about that. I'm going to give it a pass on that one mm-hmm. because of his career. He's seen probably a lot of shit. That's what they told him with all his tribe watching, and the, he's probably been through voodoo. He's been through all this kind of stuff. Well, that's what. So, if anything, I can see why they would go to him to write this Bible. Well, that, that's why they sort of wanted him to write the Bible, but that's what it's sort of also suggesting with him being an anthropologist. Um, he's like the perfect man because. He has witnessed all of these different tribes and different cultures, you know, in the backers and nowhere. Um, and like these, this is the ultimate lost culture, the vampire culture. So, when me, when Joe, my God, this is one of our longest podcasts. When Joe, <laughs> so much to discuss. <laughs> when Joe, too bad they didn't do this in the production room. <laughs> so when Joe has to go kill Kathy. He goes up to the stairs, and he say, he comes back down. He goes, he goes to uh, Van Meer. I can't do it. So he goes up the stairs, but she's not even in the room. Well, of course you can't do it. She's not there. Yeah. But he, but he says something to Joe, and I rewound it. I can't understand what he says, but it sounds like he goes down to him and he goes, "I can't kill Kathy." Uh huh. And then he, and then I think Van Meer says, "Um, they are not human. Don't you dead fuck her now." Yeah, there is a, some dialogue in it that I found it wasn't very audible. You couldn't really hear well, yes. a lot of it. Yeah. It was like dead dead fuck, like necrophilia? What? Uh, you know, think, no, that makes sense because technically it was necrophilia. If you have sex with a vampire, it's necrophilia. They're, they're, well, on, they're on dead. So, well, if you take anything away from this podcast, anyone, if you sleep with a vampire, you're a necrophilia. <laughs> but technically, yes. Vampires are on dead. They're dead. Yeah. So... When Ben gets his gets the bear trap, I like the bear trap scene. I like how they set bear traps around the coffins. Mm-hmm. Let's give him that. Um, That's logical. Yeah, but again, killing him was so anticlimactic, and there's, there's no there's no visual effects or anything here. Mm-hmm. They show you like a photo of a made up person, <laughs> <laughs> and it, Jesus, it's just something. I mean, Lon Chaney would have mastered this better than this crap. Mm-hmm. Oh God! And then the showdown between the judge. Yeah. And this is funny. Joe and Jeremy run into this barn. Yes. And they go, "This is perfect. Let's stay here." The barn is literally filled with any kind of utensil or tool you need to kill Our a vampire. Convenient. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Why would the vampires even have these about to turn? <laughs> no, no one find ready that anybody could stake them. Oh. So they're set, they're setting all the coffins on fire, and then we see Amanda. Mm-hmm. She sacrifices herself by going into her coffin. Yep. And you hear her screaming. It's so bad. There's a scene where, um, Joe is stabbing a vampire, but he doesn't. He, he, yes. He, he does. It's he does it through the arm, and you can see the stake hit yes. the ground. It, yes. It, it's it's the outdoors um um one where it, yes yes it, it is so fucking badly done. It, it's basically he's he's obviously. Um, it, it's shot from the side, and he's yes. obviously sticking the stake into the ground at the yes. side, at the other side yeah. of the van. Yeah, yes, oh, it, that's it's the one. So obvious. Yeah, that. Yeah, so if you're catching it, I'm catching it. We we're both on the same page. Yeah, but the, the whole fight scene between there's not even a fight scene. Let's just get the the these vampires are not a threat. Mm-hmm. And I had that problem actually with Salem's Lot itself. Um, they're very easy to beat. 
I will say they're scarier, creepier. So that worked for Salem's Lot, and 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 that gives it a pass. This is just shit. <laughs> There's not. I mean, this. And then you have the sloth vampire come back, yes. which is Judge Axel. Yep. And it's so bad. I can't. I don't. But it is. It, it, look, you know what this is. This is the sort of fucking crazy nonsense that I would have wrote as a teenager. You know what I mean? But you know what? There is something. There is something that I can't help but smile. Whenever oh I see stuff like God. this, because it's just so silly and sort of kitschy, and it's not silly. It's not silly. It's bad. It's silly. I mean, it's what? Um, it's not. This is horrible filmmaking. This is. This is. I. I, I'm, I help I'm shocked you're not looking at this going. I, especially, especially when it comes from the source material that we just talked about. If I no, you're gonna say it right. Yeah, you can't sit there and say they're using Salem's Lot. So whether you like, and they've got Barlow on the cover. Mm-hmm. So you're giving this, you're giving it a pass, pretty much, but I, I, I can't. I'm shocked. I, I'm, I'm not giving it a pass, but I will say that um, I, I did have, I was laughing, but for I wasn't, you know, all the wrong reasons, essentially, because it's an unintentional comedy. Now that said, if I was Stephen King, I would have been really pissed off at the time. Uh, not just that, they do cheat the viewers, and that um, by, by using the Salem's lot name for a start but also the advertising to, to be fair that probably wasn't larry cohen um or the using salem's lot i think this is warner brothers essentially oh of course it's warner brothers yeah yeah um i mean I, if i was toby hooper i would have fucking sued them uh toby Hooper has nothing to do with it but yeah and he would no i mean for the use of bardo's image but it, i mean that was probably owned by warner brothers anyway so yes yeah like now or it's all Nasferatu or whoever owns the rights but yeah um i don't know i just you know, I'll give you another example of sloppiness and the end, very end scene where uh, Van Meer is driving the bus. Yes. And as he's finishing his sentence, same conversation, there's a new drone gun driving the bus. Yes. It's badly edited. That's my point. Yeah. You, okay, you can find some charm out of it, of the silliness and hokiness. Yes. What pisses me off is the fucking editing. It's slowing. The horrible camera work. The horrible visual effects, <laughs> the horrible acting. I mean, I can keep going. I mean, the plot holes. The, you are you have a tendency to find a big piece of shit, <laughs> and you'll you'll fucking lick it and you'll eat it until you find that sweet sweet jelly bean. <laughs> that's what you're. That's look. That's you in cinema. See, see to me, this is a, like a fun, drunken Friday night type of film. So it is. Okay. You leave okay. your brain at the door. You have a laugh. No, you, you, no, no. <laughs> you know what? It's not pretentious. Every, podca- every it podcast. It is not pretentious. Every podcast. Moonfall is pretentious. Moonfall. Moonfall is, and that's why I didn't like Moonfall, because it takes itself so seriously. But this is not pretentious. And Larry Cohen is not a pretentious director. In fact, he, he, he's on record as saying that he much prefers B-movies, because B-movies, you know, so fast-moving. Again, this is not B-movie. Matter of fact, it's not a movie. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you now. At least with our, well, with our, whether it's a great film or a bad film, we always put our suggestions out there. We'll say like, well, I'd like to see them do this in this scene instead. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or I'd rather have seen them do this, tweak this. There's only one thing I could give this film and give it advice. And this is it. They should not have made this movie. <laughs> it should have been a novel or a novella um, written by Stephen King. Or No, let's just, it, let's just end this. And they sh- the should have left the Salem's lot fucking name off it you know it's yeah uh, mm-hmm. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for this week. We've had uh, nice downloads. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do you know uh, there's a remake of Return to Salem's Lot coming? How's that? I'm already joking. <laughs> oh, God. Don't. Oh, my God. I'm already joking. All right, guys. Uh, listen, thanks for joining us. We'll quickly wrap this one up. Um, like we mentioned, we're going through the Salem's Lot franchise just because we're looking. I'm really looking forward to the reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, our next one will be the Rob Lowe, Donald Sutherland, Rucker Hauer version, mm-hmm. which I remember kind of liking back in 2004. Um, so we're going to check that one out. We'll probably do that in a couple weeks' time. Uh, guys, keep... Keep on listening. We're on YouTube now, I guess. Again, I kind of fucked that up, but that's how I roll. <laughs> so if you want to leave comments on and give us a thumbs up, what you thought about the uh, podcast, please do. We greatly appreciate it. The new issue of Phantasm Gloria is out now, available on Amazon all over the world and locally at Forbidden Planet. Let's just end this one, please. <laughs> Put a stake in it. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> Bury it. Got, <laughs> bury the film. Bury it with everyone who was involved in it. Stick through the heart. Uh, all right, guys. Have a good one. Talk soon.